We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone producing Barbershop, 10-year veteran National Football League, and the ambassador, the president of the ambassadors for Kansas City Chiefs. How for long few, does that crown last? Uh, a few more months. So um, uh, officially, I think I walk away uh, at the end of uh, January, January 31st. So February 1st, my man John Lohmeyer is taking over. John Lohmeyer's great leadership skills are, are, we are, we are left in some really, really great hands with him. And the connection we have through uh, Lisa and Zach over at the Chiefs with the community outreach program through Chuck and all the different uh, support systems the Chiefs put, we're going to be in a great situation for the next few years uh, with the Chiefs Ambassadors. How do you get to be the President of Ambassadors? Do you vote on it or are you appointed? Uh, the, the, the members vote. So you have to make a speech? Um, no, not really. You, oh, just, yeah. you let them know that you, you don't mind being nominated and then um, we, we, we always have about three or four candidates and then they vote and then... Somebody from the Chiefs call you and let you know, hey, you know your your peers voted you in, and and you you don't get you don't get voted as president, you get voted as vice president, and okay. so then you serve two years as vice president, and then you become the president in waiting. So you were the VP for a while. I was VP for two years um, under Tim Grunhart. I was I was I was Tim Grunhart's vice president before I became president. Doesn't look good on doesn't look bad on the resume. I mean, you know, say, ambassador president. Hey man, good. leadership is leadership, man. I, you know who who would know where I would be at right now if it wasn't for the Chiefs ambassadors and their program. So, um, but there, there's there's some other alumni groups that have popped up over the last calendar year. Our NFL alumni group is um, is spurring now. NFL PA group led by uh, Chase Kaufman. I said the NFL alumni is being led by Dana Hughes. Man, it's weird. It's Chase. Uh, Chase Kaufman. Chase, not man, Paul, I, but Chase. I saw so many high school games of Chase. He was just unbelievable. He still is phenomenal. His athlete. brother was good too, Carson. You know, before, yeah, yeah, man. Chase was what six seven or something. Yes, the, he the, is. The two yard fade. They took <laughs> the goal line. There was nobody that could catch Chase. Phenomenal athlete. Uh, dominated a few years in high school and college here at Mizzou, right? M I Z Z O U. Um, and now he's the, he works for the uh, BMG as an investment um, group downtown that he works for. Uh, shout out to him and Adam down at BMG Investors. One last question on this. And, and by the way, if you have a question for Barbershop, 913-586-7610. The uh, J. Southland Toast Service text line. We'll get into it here in, in just a minute. But I have one quick question for you. You were talking about nil, NIL in college. Because yeah. you're, you're obviously got, you're going to have several <laughs> barbershop juniors Hope playing. That, we'll see. We'll see where well, you're it goes looking for nil. You're looking for nil. And, and so am I. I'm looking for nil for you at this point. But I, I once talked to uh, some former players about this. Um, that 
you got to be careful though. Like when this thing first started, like you got to be careful because like Miami, they were getting all that money. Like the, the people, because yep. the IRS will look at that stuff. I mean, there's the end and you transfer in the transfer portal. Then all of a sudden you got to pay, you know, people back or give a car back or something. But it's, it's a headache. It's a great thing to have, but you got to be careful what you're doing because IRS will watch it. Yeah. yeah I mean, again, um, uh, it's becoming earlier and earlier that people got to understand. Take care of your business. You got to be, you know, you got to be about your business. You got it becomes a business, and with like everything else, you got to um, weigh your risk and your rewards. You got to have somebody like crossing your T's and dotting your eyes and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, some of these NIL deals, NIL deals are big business, big money, and so you know, you got to be, you know, again, I would suggest to anybody to you know work with companies that are true representations of your personality, your character be, you know, obviously I, I do, I do speaking and promotional things on air for uh, the American Heart Association and then McGinnis Group and the Ambassadors and, um, you know, Ford Trucks and, and, but that's, that was like, if you, I'm not going to be doing a, um, a, a Lexus promo while I'm driving a Ford truck. And so I would tell my son, Hey man, if you are doing things with a sports, I'll drive it for you. Sports drinks, and you love chicken fillet, and you love like the things you really care about. Talk to those companies and tell them that yeah. you know, those are the companies you should be trying to promote. Things that you, that are really part of your true life. Don't be out here promoting, you know, some 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 business that's just going to pay you ten, twelve thousand dollars to use your name and likeness when you don't really like. I mean, you don't have anything to do with that company. So um, that's that's what I would suggest to, to my own kids is that. Um, they look at their own life and the, the things that, my, you know, my son drives a, uh Equinox. So I would tell him to go out to that Chevy dealership and talk to uh, you know, McCarthy Chevrolet and say, hey, you know, I've been driving your car for, for a few years, and I'm now at Lawrence. Is there anything you want to do? You know, would you use my name and likeness? My, we can do a you know a little podcast, some about my experience here buying the car and what it was like coming and, you know, the service I got and everything. And then, you know, you send a couple camera crews out to Lawrence every once in a while and follow me around campus. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a, it's a hard deal if you want to do it the, what, what I think is the right way um, and not just take it as a grab. See, if it wasn't for speed, agility, and lack of talent, I would have been there, man. <laughs> I would have been there with all these things. <laughs> we come back. Uh, barbershop, we'll talk about the Chiefs and an underrated Chiefs. I'm going to get your opinion why I think it's the most underrated next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Friday at 7.30. Yes! On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Fesco in the morning. Jay Binkley, Kramer, Sansone, producing the operation. Barbershop, Sean Barber, you guys know Sean Barber. Got a couple, a lot of texts starting to roll through Sean Barber. We'll get those in just a minute. You guys want to ask Barber? We're going to ask Barber. It's like Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an Alexa, but he played football. I got you. So I, I've been saying this. Jarek McKinnon. The Jet. He, he, yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Nationally, you're not going to hear him talk about him. He's not going to be brought up on NFL.com or NFL Network. Not going to be brought up on ESPN Live. No one's going to talk about him. But yet he continues. It's the same way with Kelsey. I think Kelsey, even as people call him great, still underrated for all because he's the greatest of all time. But what he's doing is doubling everybody else in in, in what they've done. But Jerick McKinnon, ridiculous, mm-hmm. leads all running backs this season with six touchdown receptions, recorded a touchdown reception each of the past four weeks. If he gets a touchdown catch against Denver, 
McKinnon will become the first running back since 1970 to record a touchdown in five, reception in five straight games. This is what the Chiefs need. And I've always contended, and it's not even, like, there's no, no stats for his blocks. No stats for the blocks that he's had, which there's been a bunch. Yeah. They've resulted in touchdowns, his blocks. You have that. I've always thought with Andy Reid, you get the block first, can you catch, and then run. Mm-hmm. That's the order of running backs. But he's not talked about, but it, I'll, I'll be like this, Sean. I know they brought in Juju and MVS, and it was a nice offseason for the Chiefs. He could have signed with any one team in the NFL. All 31 teams, no one wanted him. He came back here for league minimum to be an insurance policy, and he's doing this. Well, he has a role here, and it's a very defined role. And he just he realizes that when the offense turns a page at a certain point of the season, that role becomes very uh, glaring. It's a needed role. So I think even going back to the years of the Patriots, they always had James White. They had Kevin Falk. They had, there was a, there's a, always a need for that running back that is awesome at pass protection, knows all the pickups against blitz. Um, because when you, can, when you can pick up the blitz and extend the play, there is no quarterback in the league that makes you pay more than Patrick Mahomes. And we know that's statistically driven um, throughout his career. Is, um, if you don't get him in the first you know, two, three seconds, then he's going to make you pay down the field for some big yardage. He's great at off-schedule throws. Um, and what Jet McKinnon does is he comes in, he knows his role. He's not trying to push for first and second down carries or worrying about, you know, as far as payroll to be a you know top 10 paid running back in the league or how to split up the, the running back dollars. He just comes in and goes to work. He, he's, he's a tip of the spear guy. That means he's part of all the special teams if needed. Um, he, great hands, can be a kickoff returner, uh, can be a PP punt protector uh, in the punt game, can go cover punts, cover kickoffs. And so he, he's, he's a great football player. And like you said, he, he doesn't have a, a, a big enough name or a big enough persona to go out and demand, you know, $10 million a year running back. But for our team, for what, the, what we need for him to do, he fits that role man, to a T. And the way that, you know, Coach Andy Reid and Coach Enemy are using him um, just to keep defenses honest. Man, I, I love the way you look into the, the, the deep, dark internet and find these stats because that's the kind of thing that the radio station I feel like should be telling the Chiefs over and over hey you got this guy on the brink of NFL history find a way to throw him the ball against the Denver Broncos (laughs) this weekend for a six touchdown reception in a row so he can set NFL history those are the kind of reasons that makes a guy come back for the league minimum yeah, 100% he comes back. And I, I'm sitting there like this, and listen, I, like, I really like – I wanted Juju last year. I did something with Carrington. We were talking about free – this is not this year, but the year before. Oh, the Chiefs, to go back the to Chiefs wanted him too. He just uh, chose he, to he, go back. He, he, he was went back for role. less. It was, he's very loyal. He's loyal to Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a very loyal guy. But he's going to command – I I was comparing him to Christian Kirk. Very similar in size. Very similar – well, Juju actually has better numbers. Yeah. And he's only played like a handful of games more – than, than Christian Kirk, but Christian Kirk set the bar with that contract. Juju's gone two straight years of one-year contract. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid big-time money. But you look at these free agents that came in, even Kadarius Tony with the trade, new additions to the Chiefs. Jerick McKinnon comes back. They had the signing to bring him back, so I'm throwing him in with the offseason additions. I think he's the most irreplaceable guy you wouldn't want to miss a game yeah, out I mean, of all those new additions. And they've all been good and helpful and role players for the Chiefs. But, man, I don't think you want to go into a game without him. Yeah, I mean, just from the running back position, I mean, he's a he's a, a unique, um, he has a unique skill set that it's it's hard to replace because he does so many good things. Um, the way he, he's patient runner, uh, he has top end speed to accelerate through the hole. Our, our blocking style doesn't create 
you know, big wide holes. We, we create seams, and running backs have to be able to, you know, jettison themselves through those seams and get get vertical, get to the second level fast, um, and be a threat with your hands. I mean, very sure-handed um, catcher. And then when it comes to, you know, quarterbacks rolling out on the edge, we've seen them uh, cut down those defensive ends many a times. Uh, he does a great job of doing that. And then also protecting his wideouts, you know, we, on that crackback block. I don't, I don't think that was a flag. Um, a few weeks ago, <laughs> he's looking right at him. With, with, with Juju, he was set up. Oh, it was so he was going laterally. You know, uh, it wasn't back towards the line of scrimmage like the referee said. But again, in that situation, the referee is looking for it. You could you could see the it referee. Was that game, yeah. He was looking to throw <laughs> that flag, and so it, it, some things you just got to understand when, when you're watching the game. If it doesn't look out of place, it probably isn't. But if you're looking for something, if you're waiting for a certain thing to happen then you can kind of almost um, kind of, kind of you know, manipulate your mind to see something uh, penalty when it's, when it's not really one there. And I think, I mean, our team, we faced that so many times in that game. It's just sometimes unbelievable. But, hey, you know, those calls come and go. We, 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 we build uh, character as a team through those losses and get, get closer, uh, tighten it team. And uh, it, it got us to where we are now, which is on the brink of um, being able to go grab that number one seed and get that by. I'm, I'm never a guy. I'm sitting on the post game every week, and people send stuff in about the officiating every week. Yeah. I listen. I never blame the officials. It's kind of a loser's mentality to do it. But that that game I actually did because I had to explain it. And I was on with the Buffalo station yesterday. I said, explain to me how Mahomes throws for 88. percent Chiefs have 33 first downs. They have 18. Chiefs have 502 yards. They have 219. How was this game an overtime game when it's 502 to 219? Very simple. It came down to officiating and extending drives. So That's many third only downs. Ex- this is the most lopsided stats I've seen Chiefs play, and it goes to overtime. Man, flag on Willie Gay, the flag on Thornhill. I mean, the Thornhill one. He he never moved. They were the third fewest in penalized team. They had you know, ten that game. That that, that penalty was so it was so amazing because Thornhill never moved off his spot the entire play. The receiver runs into him, pushes him down, and he gets called for pass interference in the end zone, gives him the ball on the one yard. And you're thinking to yourself, how can you make that call that bad? Because the penalty for that call is so extreme. It gives the offense the ball, new set of downs on the one yard line, and then you wonder how does a team, you know. Score, you know, twenty some points when they. Uh, it, it, again, you you can't you can't harp on the um, on the officiating, but you do you know pay pay some mind to it because it's it makes your job a lot harder than it is. The only thing that explains that game because that game is unexplainable. Yes. Someone and asked how Houston, you know, stayed close to the Chiefs. I give them credit for doing it. They didn't lay down. They played, but it was uh, definitely uh, handed out in the fishing. We got a yeah, text here for Ask Barber, and it was. Barbershop, since Kelsey is 33, we're most likely losing Juju or McCall, or maybe both, to be honest. Is it time for the Chiefs to invest in another long-term weapon for Patrick? Now, here's the thing. I love the draft. You love the draft. And if I was going to say right now, with the Chiefs, okay, if they narrow in, get an air pass rusher, which, by the way, the pass rush is still fourth in the NFL in sacks. They've got more sacks than the Broncos. they got more sacks than the, than the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Get all that credit. The Chiefs have more sacks than them. Third, what, 14 more than last year. Okay, you want to say that? You want to talk about offensive line? Sure. I'm okay if they go receiver in the, in the first round because who's your most valuable assets? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Keep giving him weapons. Keep giving him weapons. And if you lose Juju, and because Sky Moore, you know, it's it's still a big opportunity for him to kind of step up and show what they got. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs might go back to that well at receiver. 
And I'm okay with that. Should the Chiefs, um, as Texas says, look for a long-term uh, solution for Patrick? Uh, if you ask me the three positions that I would just continue to draft is offensive tackle, defensive end, and then actually safety. Um, I, I believe the cornerback position, you can find quality guys that other teams give up on because just in their system it doesn't work. They, You know, the, the way you, you, you use your corners, some, some systems use corners strictly zone or strictly man. And sometimes you get a guy who's a really good man coverage guy that goes to a team that plays a lot of zone, and he's just not successful. So what Brett Veach's team, his crew does at an amazingly high level is – they're able to evaluate and understand guys' strengths and weaknesses as far as their skills. And then they are able to apply those to our team and say, all right, is this guy a fit here? No matter what his tape looks like at other organizations, other teams. And that's what they did with Kadarius Tony. They, 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 they knew he had a skill set they were interested in when he got drafted. Is, is he an answer? Because he makes a play that was insane. He makes one catch, but it was insane. Always. Always. I mean, he fits our offense. We just couldn't get him at draft day because he, he went before we got him. But the notes were kept, right? They, they, keep, they keep tabs. They keep receipts on these guys. And then when that guy falls out of favor with an organization and they're able to acquire him at a much lesser value than it would have been on draft day, then they execute and go get him. Um, I, and so I think that that process for getting wide receivers, cornerbacks, um, running backs, other positions is a, a process we probably should just keep hold of. And the, the only position that doesn't hold true to, I think, is edge rushers, offensive tackles, and then the safety position, the safety position is played pretty much the same across the board. You got to be able to come in and fill the box and do cover tight ends and, and be able to, you know, play split safety, one high and be able to be a robber. No matter what the defense is, the safety positions are very, very similar. It's those other positions that are very unique that I think that we shouldn't be drafting because it's very hard on college film to tell if guys going to fit, um, fit, fit into that, that role um, effectively when it comes to the NFL. Hey, you mentioned the, that Juan Thornhill play where he just got flagged because the receiver goes right uh. into him. It's like, how do you even defend that? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's How can you do his job properly in order to not get flagged there? And, and, and I can understand at the corner of your eye, if you see contact beyond five yards, then you call illegal contact. But to call pass interference, that gives the ball on the one-yard line. And e- either way, right? You, you, you see something as a, as a ref. I don't know. We're at the age now with so many cameras, so much technology. You're telling me that you really think it's going to slow the game down on big calls like personal fouls, pass interference, spot calls. Stop doing if spot calls. Take, give them 15 yards. If they just took 10 seconds to make sure they weren't completely wrong. Like, you don't have to – I mean, if, if it's, you know, still great and, you know, you called it on the field, let it stand. But in 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 in, in areas that you, where you were completely wrong, I just think that can be fixed so easily, and, and it's 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 almost a non-conversation because we know the refs are always protecting each other, and they're gonna group group up together and have a discussion to make it look like it's a you know a think tank. They've all talked about it. Call stands. Okay, never mind. And with this being like an offensive-driven league, I feel like the defense guys are always in fault. And it's just like, come on now. They're just trying to play. They're just trying to play the game. Yeah, we already, There's times there's bad. There's actually calls that should be called, and they do. But it's like, come on now. We already have one arm tied behind our back, and now the refs kind of they, they take the other one and put it behind you. Now you got to go out there with no arms and, and try to defend these world-class receivers who 
like Jamar Chase always pushes off, but never get, rare, rarely gets called for it. Like once every twenty routes, he gets called for it. But this one thing, Jamar Chase, these physical receivers, the Bengals, like Mike Williams for the Chargers. The Chargers doing whatever they want against Kansas City. The last time they played him, right? He leaves the game. Spags downs at the blitz. They able to five sacks in that game, whatever yeah. it was. That people ask this all the time because I'll say, "Hey, man, the Chiefs are fourth in the NFL in sacks. They got forty-five this season." Mm-hmm. But yes, what about the Bengals game? Being? What about the Bengals game? Why they get, because I think they respected different the physicality of Cincinnati and couldn't quite pin their ears back and go because you needed the help out in the secondary. Yeah, well, they have three phenomenal. I mean, Boyd, uh, Higgins, and yeah. Chase all they're, they're, they're wide range, wide um, you know point you know high point guys and you know have tremendous catch radiuses and stuff. And you just have to defend those guys completely different when you have a number of them on the field. Um, and then when you talk about, you know, uh, the Chargers, they have Mike Williams. And then after that, Keenan Allen is a route runner. I mean, he's not he's, he, he's not trying to get all physical. And all, he's trying to run routes to get himself open. Um, he finds zones and finds spots. And, you know, he's, he's a good quality receiver. But then after that, Palmer and the rest of the guys are just guys, right? So, um, you know, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals does have a very unique set of, you know, wide receivers that are going to make them uh, tough out for anybody who plays them. And so I, I think that the, the the way to beat the Bengals is always just to run it down their throat. Let's ask you about uh, Orlando Brown because I get this question a lot too. OBJ, here's the thing with Orlando Brown: they tried to get Trent Williams. I get it. They tried. They to, try, I mean, to late at night they tried to get him. Orlando Brown. There was not a plethora of tackles. Matter of fact, they didn't exist. And in the draft, they didn't trust anybody, like Liam Eisenberg and Sam Cosme, Alex Leatherwood, who was drafted the first down with the Raiders, who was who was quickly cut by them, yep. being a first round pick. There wasn't anybody out there, so. To get him from a, a rival was insane. That was shrewd mm-hmm. business doing that. But Nick Bolton, the fifty-eight, the number fifty-eight pick came over because Beach wanted second, third rounders. Turns out to be Nick Bolton, who's a first-round pick at this point. So no matter what happens, which I don't know what they're going to do, should they are they going to tag him again? Long-term answer for Orlando Brown because you know as well as I do, the left tackle market is not very not very plentiful. I mean, I, th- I think you just keep searching, man. You, you you have an idea of what that position is supposed to look like, and you keep trying different guys into that until you find that you know that that great fit. Um, to to me, the um, the Eagles left tackle Johnson, right? Um, Lane Lane Johnson to me is the epitome of what a NFL left tackle looks like. Like his balance, his he came out when Fisher did, didn't he? I think he was the same draft. I'm not, I'm not, but it's like coaching film, watching him, it's footwork. Hand placement, always in balance, um, never gives up the inside rush, always physical on the inside, knocks you down every time you come inside. And, um, so when you, when you when you see somebody and you know what you want, then, I mean, you, you try to come close, you try to get guys that you feel like can grow into that position. And we, we got a guy who was a young uh, tackle who wants to be a left tackle. His 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 film on the on, on you know, when you watch his game film and you watch, you know, snap after snap and snap, he just he comes off as being a really good right tackle. Like he he he's, he seems to be able to be a very very high end right tackle, who on this team right now is being forced to play left tackle because we don't have anybody else to play the left tackle right position. So I don't I don't think from a contract situation, um, you 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 cow down and, and bow down because a player would like to be paid a position that he really isn't. You know, if we had a Third, uh, you know, third wide out that wants to get paid like a wide receiver number one, but just on film, just isn't that guy. I mean, we, you, you don't, you just don't do that, and that's just not. That's being, I mean, you just got to be honest and, and sound about your your business practices and how you go about building the team. 
And I think, you know, the Chiefs have always been very uh, contract conscious about all their players, including Patrick Mahomes. Um, everything they've, they've done uh, before they, you know, back up the Brinks truck and dump all the, the money, um, they put themselves in a situation where they have, you know, outs after certain years and, and, and voidable years and ways to uh, turn money into, you know, uh, signing bonuses and stuff to make their cap numbers lower. So it's a it's a bigger process in thinking, you know, this one player is going to like, you know, kind of hold us hostage to make him the highest paid no matter what position you talk about when you know there's other options out there. And at the end of the day, this this, this Chiefs team organization is going to be a winning organization. And players are going to want to be a part of that um, year in and year out. Linebacking, something you know a ton about. Linebackers. So these linebackers are interesting because Leo Chanel comes in as a rookie, right? Love him. He, was, he, he played mostly on the inside of Wisconsin. He led Wisconsin in sacks the last two years. which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive for an inside guy. Not only that, they had a higher pro football focus grade because college football focus, same yeah. group, than even T.J. Watt at Wisconsin. When you go back to, to doing stuff like that, I mean, he was an unbelievable specimen. Willie Gay came out in the draft as the top coverage linebacker Love him. in the draft the year that he came out. And then there's Nick Bolton who I say is the most sure-handed tackler in the National Football League. Just your thoughts on the young court linebacker the Chiefs have going forward. Well, let's start off with Nick Bolton was a Pro Bowl snub. Um, 100%. Yeah, agreed. Like, that, that is just, um, again, he, the, what was held against him is that he's he's a young player. That was, that was the only thing that you could even think about was being held against him because um, every, every week for 14 weeks he showed up, tackles for loss, making big plays. Um, interceptions at the end of the game to close games out. I mean, he was just – he was always around the ball, man, and that's what you ask for your Mike linebacker. Um, he, he signal calls, takes over the, the defense, and had, had the defense playing at a really high level. So um, let's start off with that. Um, Willie Gay is one of the most energetic and exciting guys I've ever met in my life, not just on the football field but just in life in general. Um, he is a ever-ready ever bunny, just the energy out the roof. <laughs> You talk about swagoo, swag in, swag out, wherever he's rolling. And, I mean, the joke is just always on level 20 uh, when you talk about his energy and his um, excitement about playing this game. And he takes it like it's not for granted. He, take, he, he takes the, the, his position as being an NFL player and being able to play this game he loves. You can see that, uh, that childhood energy and that, how much he loves the game in almost every snap of the game always encouraging the defense. And then even every time our offense runs a play or somebody gets a big game, uh, you know, I'm on the sideline on some of the games, on mostly all the home games, but he's the first guy to jump up off that defensive bench and start talking trash to the other team about how our offense just got a first down and ran somebody over. So uh, he's a he's the epitome of a team leader as far as energy. Um, then you talked about the Lion, Leo Chenault, man, the young guy. Uh, is definitely, in, but we got you know Harris is a good linebacker, two forty seven. Um, he was able to come in when uh, Willie Gay um, got suspended for those few games and showed that he could play at a high level. So I think when you look at those core of those four linebackers, uh, that, that that position is in a really good place uh, for the next few years to allow the scouting staff, the Brett Veaches, and everybody to start looking at other rooms that need to be developed because that that's a young core of guys that should be here for the next uh, four or five seasons. We've got about a minute or so left. Who's is the best trash talker on the Chiefs team? <laughs> you wouldn't think this run his mouth because certain guys do. Like no one, like Philip Rivers is like one of the best trash talkers in National Football League history, but he didn't cuss. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is uh... like who's got the biggest mouth? 
I mean, I think low key is probably Patrick. Low key, I mean, Pat, <laughs> he does all this subliminal behind. You know, he's got all these chips on his shoulder, uh-huh. counting the fingers. Anybody was drafted before him, he's keeping he's keeping receipts for a long time. And then he obviously he has to play to back it up. So uh, he it, cashes it, it, it might be a combination between Kelsey and, and Patrick. Maybe together, you know, that dynamic duo. They got some high V commercials and all that kind of stuff. My best friend. It's not Chris Jones anymore. He gets fouled for it. Yeah, Chris Jones needs to just be quiet, like because they just looking for him for anything. He goes right up the field. As as he gets oh yeah, he, he gets, gets he gets flagged for anything, man. Hey, man, Bink, I love man. Barbara, Appreciate you bringing here, me man. on. Thank you. Always um, enjoy talking football to you. Kramer, great job today. Thanks to Trey Wingo. Join the show. We'll be back tomorrow. A ton of Chiefs and Broncos stuff next. Oh, Cody and Gold next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967. Don't forget to catch Patrick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.